Good morning, I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for March 14th, 2020. The question I'd like to pose to you today is, are you ready to accept wartime sanctions on your standard of living, a war economy, because that's what's coming down the pike? Uh, there were some interesting developments yesterday which I'll review, but I, I really want you to focus on this question of how much are you willing to sacrifice for the Anglo-American bankers to extract their pound of flesh from Russia. Now, Zelensky, the president of U Ukraine yesterday, acknowledged that he's prepared to accept that Ukraine will not go into NATO. And secondly, that the Donbass agreement as reflected in the Minsk Accord could be implemented. Now, had he said that two months ago, none of this would have happened because that is part of the security guarantees that were demanded by Russian President Putin. The, the problem is he then turned around shortly after this and said, we will fight to the end, we will not surrender. And in doing so, he adopted the approach of NATO, which is willing to fight to the last Ukrainian. Now, Scott Ritter, the uh, weapons expert, uh, did an interview with George Galloway in the United Kingdom yesterday. And he said of Zelensky, he's bipolar. He's managed by a CIA MI6 crew. Well, the whole response to Putin's demands for security guarantees for Russia has been managed by this CIA MI6 crew. The point is that if Zelensky were to agree to reject NATO application for Ukraine and to accept the Minsk Accords, he might be assassinated. And he's very well aware of this. Let me give you an example of, of what he knows. Dmitry Yadosh, who's the leader of the Ukraine Volunteer Army, which is a neo-Nazi militia, uh, was responding to Zelensky's campaign pledge when he was elected in 2019 that he would seek peace with the Donbass region, according to the Minsk Accord. And Yadosh said, if he did that, quote, he would lose his life. He will hang on some tree if he betrays Ukraine, unquote. That's the threat that Zelensky lives under. Now, as a result of that, the fighting continues. Ukraine's population is being held hostage by the NATO-US insistence that Russia be destroyed. That insistence began long before Putin pressed more strenuously for agreements for Russia's national security. Holding them hostage is NATO and the US, but now they're also holding the, the population of the Western countries hostage. We're in the midst of a classic war mobilization in the West. Look, look at Germany, for example. Uh, Germany is about to rearm in opposition to the policy that was, in, that was accepted after World War II. There was an announcement by German Chancellor Schultz of more than $100 billion new spending for defense for Germany. One of the things they're going to do is buy U.S. jets which means that the German population, which already was under austerity conditions to build up a savings, that savings plus money from further austerity 
will be going not for the German economy, not for Ukraine, but to U.S. defense manufacturers. And the former German President Gauck, when he was asked to comment on this, said, quote, we should be willing to freeze for freedom, unquote. Stop buying gas from Russia. Freeze for freedom. The question is, are you willing to freeze for freedom? Now, this is not an abstract question. We're already seeing the effects of this uh, throughout the Western economy. And, and Putin yesterday said that the Russians are still delivering gas at cheap prices. The high prices and the shortages are not due to Russia. He said, these are due to your policies, a reference to the Green New Deal and the Great, Great Reset policies, as well as the diversion of funds from industry and infrastructure into war machine. The sanctions, meanwhile, have been designed to destroy the Russian economy. And again, these sanctions were set to go long before there was any Russian involvement in Ukraine uh, going back to December of last year. Uh, it was an admission by White House officials on January 25th that they'd been working on this for months, meaning they knew in advance that they would reject any offer that Putin made to resolve the crisis with Ukraine. Now, among the things they, they said they were going to do was prevent economic diversity in Russia to keep it as a raw material producer by denying access to advanced technology. The French finance minister, Le Maire, actually said the goal is to, quote, shatter the Russian economy, unquote, with what he described as a nuclear sanctions attack, unquote. Part of this is Western central banks, which have now confiscated more than $300 billion of Russian assets. These are uh, income that the Russian government deposited in Western banks that are now being frozen, held, stolen from the Russian nation and people. Now, Putin is adopting some countermeasures. Uh, we'll, we'll see more on this in the next couple of days, but he's not going to allow the Russian economy to be destroyed by this war mobilization in the West. But meanwhile, what do we have then? a disruption of world energy markets, as Putin said, not by Russia, but by Western policy, a disruption of world food supplies. The grains produced in Ukraine, Belarusia, and Russia make up a significant portion of the grain exports in the world. Uh, these are being stopped because of transportation. The spring planting is threatened as long as the fighting continues. And then the ability to transport the goods uh, is also disrupted by the lack of uh, diesel and, and other kinds of fuel for the container ships and other means of shipping grains. Now, why is all this being done? To deny security guarantees for Russia, to allow neo-Nazis to operate within the Ukrainian defense and security forces, to allow the Ukrainian government to continue to shell the Russian ethnic population of the Donbass, and to keep open the option of Ukraine joining NATO to put NATO forces on the borders of Russia. That's where we stand right now. Now, Sergei Glazyev, who is an admirer of Lyndon LaRouche, he's a top economic 
uh, analyst and official in, in Russia, said that what we're seeing now is the collapse of the dollar system, just as LaRouche had forecast on, on many occasions. The West is hastening that collapse right now. The collapse was already happening, going back to the 2008 bubble popping, the 2019 everything bubble starting to pop. They're trying to cover it over with uh, printing fiat money and volumes of liquidity. But that collapse was already underway. But it's being hastened, Glaziev said, by the wartime measures that are being taken as sanctions against the West. Now, do you think Biden or Boris Johnson or Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Council, Bruno Le Maire, the finance minister of France, or Chancellor Schultz, do you think they care about the burdens imposed on you? They're stooges. They're puppets of the oligarchs who run the city of London and the Wall Street financial system. Their system is going. Just as the Soviet Union collapsed in 1989-1990, there's nothing they can do about it except to change the policies, which they will not do. So that's why we, the Schiller Institute, have initiated a call to convene a new security and financial architecture conference to replace this system, which is an unjust system, which relies on looting the poorest countries and increasingly looting the populations of the advanced countries to sustain a debt bubble that allows billionaires to keep their homes in the Caribbean and their Mercedes parked in London and, and so on. This system is going. We have to put it under. And that's why we're calling on you to join our mobilization, to sign our petition. Again, the petition will be linked at the bottom of the description page of this update. But many of you have already responded in the last couple of days and signed the petition. We need more. We need a total mobilization of Americans and Western Europeans who will not, who are unwilling to, quote, freeze for freedom, unquote. Instead, use your freedom to fight for the implementation of LaRouche's ideas of the American system, and this as the basis of a new Bretton Woods, a global system which is based on sovereign nations cooperating for the benefit of their general welfare of their own populations and commitment to the welfare of other populations. That's what we're fighting for. That's something worth fighting for. It's not worth freezing and starving for the sake of the City of London's uh, ability to balance their books. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again tomorrow.